back to the greatest Houston-based podcast in the world, the Weekly D Podcast. I'm your host, Danny G. And today we got an illustrious guest, co-host of the Opinionated Podcast. He runs the Spidey Off the Web YouTube channel. And he's best known for his music videos because he's a music director. Please allow me to introduce y'all to Spidey Webber. What's up? What's up, you guys? How y'all doing? What's up, man? How you feeling? How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's a, it's another night. I'm on vacation, so I'm enjoying it. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> I'm on vacation. Yes, sir. You got to enjoy it, especially on Friday. We got a long weekend coming up. Right. And it's Labor Day weekend. I know people outside doing all types of stuff. They ain't got no business. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. And, you know, I'm, I'm excited to have you on. We've had you on once before. Mm-hmm. It was lots of fun. It was a great interview. It was cool to just like reminisce with you because I mean I've known you for a minute now. And like I've known you what since seventh grade, eighth grade. Yeah, it's been a long yeah. time. Mm-hmm. I've known you when you used to like wrestling. <laughs> Cause that's yeah, no, I definitely. I I, I rewatched it a few weeks ago. Uh, just because my girl be watching uh, SmackDown. Uh-huh. I'm like, man, I was really into that. Like it's still cool, but. Man, I was really like it's it's crazy. Yeah, Bro, we were all into it, man. That was that was our main squeeze right there. Yeah, that's how we, come, that's how we bonded over wrestling and fucking basketball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we'll uh, come to. Uh, I'll be like, well, I can't wait to go to school and talk to them about what had just happened on Raw. Yeah, it's uh-huh. crazy. <laughs> I remember uh, for sure. That was awesome, man. I, I miss those days. I I recently like uh, stumbled across old pictures of. Like when we were all in high school, all hanging out, and, I, and it just it brought me back to like just getting to know all y'all. Like y'all used to be in a dance crew, the Bay Bay Kids. Mm-hmm. Um, now y'all do a podcast, like right all together. It's just it, it's beautiful to see how y'all have all grown up and kind of expanded on your own worlds. You got into music videos, which is fucking awesome. Mm, you know, amazing you, job! With them. Big fan of that. Thank but, you, I appreciate it. I mean, what what got you? Like, I, I know you probably get asked this question all the time. Mm-hmm. And I think I know part of the answer because I think I've asked you before. But, like, what really got you into doing music videos? Like, how did that become your thing? Like, how did Spidey Webber become the director? Gotcha. So, uh, so the Spidey Webber part came from when we had our dance group. We had made a. I, I wanted to make a Twitter to put underneath my underneath me when I was dancing on our videos, mm-hmm. so uh uh, so that's kind of where that came from. But and but to go along with that, so in our dance group, you know, we had the baby kids. I was dang, I'm having hiccups. Uh, I was always the one um uh, editing all our videos, all our dance videos. Was, I was always the one editing them. And um, putting them together. So uh, what happened was uh, Alex uh, Spacely uh, uh, decided to start doing music, like trans over from dancing to doing music too. So uh, I was like, well, shoot, since I edit all our music video, I mean, all our dance videos, let me try to edit a music video. So, um, and, and at that time, I didn't have a camera I thought was music video worthy. I had one of the point-and-shoot cameras from Walmart. <laughs> so I didn't really have a video camera I thought that was useful. But I do remember a friend of mine, which we still cool now to this day. Um, I don't know if you remember Joe Cruz. 
Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, Joe Cruz. So Joe Cruz uh, had his own like DSLR, actual DSLR camera. At the time, I thought it was like a cinema camera, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) But uh, he had his own DSLR camera, and he had editing software. So I was like, man, I'm going to see if Joe will let me shoot the video. Um, what is it? Uh, okay, I, I was gonna see if Joe is gonna let me shoot the video with his camera, and then I uh, hold on, real quick. Oh, you good? Oh. All right, Jarvis is having a little bit of technical difficulties. Yeah, yeah, my bad. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I didn't want my computer to die. But yeah, so I was gonna say, I was saying that, um, I was like, yeah, let's see if Joe will let us shoot and edit the video with his equipment, and he did. And I mean, so the very first video I shot was, uh, uh, what is it called? Um, it was a Drake remix that Spacely did. Uh, started from the bottom. It was started from the bottom, and we shot it at one of the parks in Richmond Rosenberg. And I shot it, and then I edited it at at Joe Cruz's uh, studio at his house. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you, it took me, it took me at least like seven hours to edit that video. That now I can edit that exact same video the exact same way in like thirty minutes. But it <laughs> took me seven hours to do that. It was crazy. Yeah, it's a learning curve, man. Like I said, yeah. like I told you before we started, I. I cannot do a video. It, it takes so damn long to edit it that it frustrates me. <laughs> right now, I feel you. So yeah, I so uh I did that, and then uh afterwards, a lot of people gave me because I'm gonna be honest. I participate in a lot of different things at high school, dancing, um, uh, some sports like track and uh and football and cross country. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't really like great at any of those things. Dancing, I was pretty good. But I didn't find myself getting like, you know, I didn't find nothing that, you know, I got into dancing because Spacely and and mm-hmm. and, and, and Douglas was dancers and my yeah. homeboy Joey was dancers. So because they were dancers, I always wanted to like get into dancing. So that kind of what got me into that. So I, but it's not that I had my own thing. And when I made this video for Spacely and I put it out there, everybody was like, oh man, you're so talented, man. This is so good. Like, you know mm-hmm. what you're doing. And this is my first music video, and it kind of gave me that 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 feeling that even to this day I still get sometimes. But it gave me that feeling that like I found something that works for me or, or mm. organically. Like it's not something that like I was just following somebody to figure out what I want to do. I actually found something that was that worked for me that's organic. And um and so I continued to dive into that rabbit hole. I was like, people say I'm good. Let me see how good I can really get. And mm. And as time went on, I invested more into it till I am who I am today. Hey, that's beautiful, man. I mean, not 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 to say you haven't accomplished much, but I mean, you just did a video with Peso Peso, who's one of the top like Latin artists in Houston right now. Right, like, right. Like you, you've had so much success in such a short amount of time. Even though I bet to you it feels like forever, but I mean, you're what twenty mm-hmm. eight, twenty nine. Yeah, totally. Yeah, like, and you're already like have big videos with big people, and like that's awesome to see as someone you know just sitting on the sidelines consuming what you what you're producing. It's just really dope to see that you know you got someone like that. 
How'd that Thank feel? Thank you. I appreciate it. Oh, it was pretty cool. Uh, he was featured on a song that uh, I did a video for. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, it, it's cool. I know the industry kind of be all over the place. Rappers tend to be all over the place. But mm-hmm. the 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 direction of it was pretty good. You know, we got what we needed to get and and knocked it out. It turned out pretty well. And I, I think I made the most out of that situation. That was pretty cool. So yeah. it, 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 I, I enjoyed it. It definitely mm-hmm. wasn't. Then I, I'm the type of person where I like to take things and then, you know, like I said, get the most out of what I'm doing and create all the different content and stuff around the things I'm doing to be a little different. So mm-hmm. uh, that's where the comic book thing came from. So yeah. So yeah. where'd that where'd that idea come from? Because I think it's it's probably one of the coolest things I've ever seen someone do. Man. A video into a comic book. Right, right. Yeah, I appreciate that. So, uh, so at my job, I kind of work. Uh, uh, I, I, you know, I work outside. I, I'm actually right. So, if I didn't know if I want to say that, but I, I don't really care. I can believe Right, so I spend a lot of time outside, mm-hmm. and uh, so I have a lot of time to think. And I tell people all the time, like ninety percent of my ideas I come up with come up, I come up with it while I'm on my route at work, because mm-hmm. I'm alone. It's quiet outside. It's just me, so I got a lot of time to think. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't know. I can't even remember exactly what what made me think about that, but um. It what what assisted in it was I I wanted to be different, mm-hmm. and like um like you were saying before we got on the air like I took this Spider Man thing, and I and I turned it into uh something that works for me and and, and branding myself around that, yeah. so it kind of gave like this you know anything superhero like anything uh uh anything in that lane. It's something I want to use to help brand myself. So I, um, I was like, man, comic books is normally used for like superheroes and and things like that. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, what if I change, make a music video into a comic book? And it was bizarre. I'm like, well, I've never seen nobody do this. And mind you, this, you you know where I grew up from, Mustang yeah. Cross and all that type of stuff. Bro, I don't know nobody that knows how to make a book. <laughs> I don't got no friends that know how to make. I don't got no role models that make books like that. Uh-huh. So I literally came up with an idea on my own, and I had to put, you know, put my boots on and figure out, okay. Okay, Jarvis, how are you gonna make this into a book? Like, what are you gonna like? How is this gonna be possible? And I experimented with a lot of different ways. The first book took me forever because I went through all these different trial and trial and errors with different programs to put it together. Mm-hmm. And then once I uh, the second one, I figured out a method. And then the third one, I kind of just isolate, you know, isolated on that method, and it, it made it a lot easier. But man, it, it was. It, it was beautiful. When I made that very first comic book, I was like, I can't believe I just did this. Yeah. I literally took an idea that came from my mind and I and I manifested it and created it into something that was real that mm-hmm. I could physically touch. And when I finally put it out there to the world on Instagram, when I tell you, hey, I got so many... I got so many compliments like, bro, you a genius, bro. This is going to go crazy. Cause like you said, nobody is doing that. Like nobody in the industry, nobody in the industry is doing that. Mm -hmm. So I I figured like, man, 
I know I make the I know I know I make dope videos. There's a it's a lot of dope directors out there. Mm-hmm. This sets me apart from everybody else. I can see myself, you know, shooting videos and then like let's say like J. Cole or somebody be like, Hey man, you heard about little homie? It's this little dude in Houston that be making like music videos into like comic books or something. Like, but yeah. like go reach out to him, like, I wanna work with him. I can see that could be like my Cole Bennett moment. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like it really just set me away from everybody else. And uh, yeah. and that's my dad was telling me, like, man, you need to capitalize on that because that because nobody else is doing it. That can be something that that you lead the track in, and then of course yeah. people gonna want to copy it and follow it. But if you lead it first, you'll always be known as a guy that was the first one to do it yeah. and the one that really set the branch. I kind of like how Cole Bennett did with the, all these crazy effects and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's super dope. Like, when I first saw it, I, I was like, man, I was like, only Jarvis would have thought about this. Like, only Spidey <laughs> Webber would have thought about this. I'll I was like, it, it makes sense. You love comic books. You, you got the whole Spidey brand behind you. Yeah. And I was like, it just, it makes sense. And to to for you to have been the one that thought about it, it was fucking dope because it, it's yeah. true. Like, you're the first one doing it. And I'm sure a lot of people, as as the word keeps going out that you're making these mm-hmm. and you keep dropping them. I mean, people are going to want them. People are yeah. going to want them. People making, you know, getting music videos made are going to want them. Especially mm-hmm. like if it's someone that it's their first music video and then you make a comic book af- after it. I mean, they'll never forget that ever again. Never. And that's a thing. I don't mean to catch you off, but that's the thing that I wanted to mention. Um, I want the experience of the of the client I'm working with. I want them to not just get a video out of me, like the typical videographer. Mm-hmm. I want them working with me to be an experience. Mm-hmm. So I want them to be able to come to me, get a good vibe, have a you know, I, I'm at video shoots, I be having like long conversations. You know, I just entertain mm-hmm. my clients. You know, I talk to them and uh I want them to have a good vibe, good energy. Uh, with good concepts, good ideas, and produce a great video, and then, like you say, and follow up with a comic book, they gonna feel like, bro, I don't get this experience nowhere else. When I go mm-hmm. to everybody else, it's just I get a video done and they go about their business. With with you, I get an experience, and then that's what makes them when I keep coming back. So when you said that, yeah. you made me thought, think about, yeah, I, I really want to give people an experience when they come to uh yeah. shoot with me it's not just you getting a video and gonna dip out like it's gonna be a whole experience with yeah yeah for sure man and that's like <clears throat> so like when i started podcasting and stuff and you know trying to dabble in comedy and and things like that and just in general you know in life i i, I was lucky that i had a lot of mentors in my in my other career where mm-hmm. they taught me a lot of different things about life and especially because they were old heads right they're ogs they they just had a lot of knowledge and they always told me, you know, be undeniable at whatever you do, be undeniable at it, make yourself like a mark, make yourself, you know, memorable. And what you're doing with these comic books is you're being undeniably great at what you do and undeniably offering an amazing service to anyone who hires you. I mean, that's, that's super Thank fucking you. dope. And I appreciate like, it. Like I said, I, I think it's a cool idea. I can't wait till you drop like a whole series of them. <laughs> I know, right? I sold my first one today. So uh-huh. the the one with the peso peso, uh, the fans of 
the group that I made the video for mm-hmm. uh, and I made the comic for, they uh they he had hit me. He was like, man, people keep asking me where the bodies. Mm-hmm. And at first, like I knew it was gonna get to the point where I want to sell them. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know how I was gonna go about doing that yet, so that was something I didn't think I was gonna do this soon. But uh, man, I I, I got the link together. And uh, and I sold my first one today. I don't know how many they bought. I haven't looked yet, but yeah. I know a few. Uh, I'm sure a few people already done I mean, bought some already. It, it don't matter. It's the first one. If one person buys it, you, you yeah, know, yeah. <laughs> that's all that matters. Man, I you're took something that was in my head that was just a thought, made it yeah. real, and somebody found value in it enough to put uh-huh. give their hard earned right. money to buy. Yeah, are you printing them out for yourself? Like, are you keeping them? As, like, yeah. yeah. So every actually, give me a second. I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna okay. show you the three I got. Hold on, it's, it's right. right over here. Hold on. All right, dope. All right, Jarvis is gonna go grab the comic books that he's created, which is pretty fucking dope. He's literally turned his music videos into comic books. Um, I've seen the online versions and they look pretty cool. Let's see what he got. All right. So, so what I do is, uh, my my rule of thumb is, if for every book I order, I gotta at least order me uh one one copy gotta at least stay with me. Mm-hmm. So everybody else, if they if they want thirty copies, I order thirty one because I'm gonna keep mm-hmm. one for myself. So mm-hmm. this is the first one, the mm-hmm. the stiff bar, which is one of my best videos to date. I mean, I got a lot of yeah. other good ones too, but this is one of my favorite ones because I put a lot of effort into this video. Yeah, and this video box, really got right? my name out there. Yeah, that, that yeah. box thing around. Yeah, I made that myself. And then because I did that, that got my name out a lot to where a lot of people, it was people in Austin and Dallas mm-hmm. like, oh, but you the guy that did that. I heard about that. So like, it kind of got my name out with this video because I put a lot of effort into it. So, yeah. you know, I got the pages and... Dude, that thing is and so whatnot. dope. Yeah, it, <laughs> it looks like a legit like comic, comic book. book. Yeah, so you know, you know what you need to do is get them signed. Ah, right? yeah. So, so yeah, you got, got one of one of each one, and they're all signed. And they all signed, and yeah, for sure. So, so. Dude, that, I mean, the people you're working with, some of them are destined to reach huge, huge yeah. numbers. Imagine mm-hmm. if you got that comic book signed, right? One of one. I mean, you're, you're just creating a collector's item at that point. At that point, <laughs> I sure am. You show right. So that's the first one. Then the second one I did with my brother. Uh, this is, I All really right. love this video. Yeah, the no effort. And, yeah, uh, I like that video too. Shout out to Byron, by the way. He's going to come on the yeah. podcast too. I think I think he's our yeah. next guest. Oh, he is. Oh, okay. That's yeah. what's up. Yeah, that's what's yeah. up. Yeah, my brother be doing this thing, man. No, for sure. Yeah, so yeah, I, I and, and for every video, so that's my my logo. But for every mm-hmm. video, I, I not every video, but every book, I put the QR code at the back. So when you scan this QR code, it takes you to the actual music video. So oh, that's the yeah. Go, so you get to read about it, and then at the end of it, you can scan the code, and that takes you to the actual video. And then uh, and then the same with the 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 peso peso and 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 uh. And and then Hondo? yeah, clutch Hondo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's dope, man. Yeah, they they be doing that thing. That's, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, it's 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 it's, it's tight, bro. I, I love it. So it's it's a cool yeah. thing, man. So those are the only three I got so far. I'm working on the fourth one. So and I, yeah. and I and I'll tweak them as I go because I'm still even though. 
I'm pushing them. I'm still in the learning phases. Mm -hmm. So I realize, like, so you notice on each book is something different. So up here, I got my logo. Don't know why I did that instead of putting the number (laughs) of pages. So, and then at the bottom of it, I got the part cut off of it. I don't know how that happened. Oh, well, yeah. so it was it was all a portion. I I didn't do that right. But that this is my very first one. And then mm. I don't have on the back like I got the QR code and everything, mm. but I don't have the uh you know how the I got the on stars top. on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so that's that one. Then on this one mm. was good. I kind of figured out this is kind of one of my favorite covers. So yeah. I got that one right. But what I didn't do is I didn't change. The, the, the one. number one right here to put number mm-hmm. two so because it's the issue number two yeah. and then uh i got written by which i still got that on here but i'm gonna change that on the on the fourth one mm-hmm. so i got that so it's just different stuff like that that i done figured out and then yeah. on this one uh oh so i got this little uh, fake barcode too you see mm-hmm. the fake barcode this ain't even real barcode so <laughs> on the on the third one i instead of putting a barcode i swapped it out and put a qr code and that qr code will take you to my website where spotty weber uh comics is at and then on the back the qr code will take you to the video video. so yeah so a little different little knickknacks like that and then on the next one i done changed something on the front too so just Uh learning as i go and so i find that method that's perfect yeah and then I go with no, that. that. That's wild, dude. That, that's really dope. You're, you're literally in the Stan Lee of music videos now. <laughs> uh, definitely, definitely. I got my own lane, man. I got my own wow. lane. That's really cool, man. So besides music videos, I mean, you also do a YouTube series. Mm-hmm. Um, how? What made you want to do YouTube and your music videos and a podcast? And who knows what, what other million things you do at a time? Right. So, so I'm the type of guy, right? Cause my, my, my business where I do music videos is a service based business. Mm-hmm. And, uh, don't get me wrong. I love it. Music videos is still my first passion. So I tell people all the time, uh, a lot of other directors I work with talk about how like the music video game is saturated. And I believe it is, but I love it so much. I, I don't think I would ever just completely stop doing it. Like wholeheartedly. I nobody I nobody can ever come up to me and be like, but you do music videos and I tell them, no, nah, I don't shoot them no more. Like I might not shoot them for the masses, but uh-huh. it's always gonna be somebody I'm willing to do a music video for. So yeah. I'm gonna forever keep doing them. It might not be to as many people, but something always will, right? But the reason but the reason why I brought that up is because um it's a service-based business. So as the game gets saturated and like as of right now, music videos for people are starting to slow down and people want to just do more like content and, and focus on music videos later and the game is starting to change, I wanted to find something that uh, I could work on for myself because it's easy to get into this type of work mm-hmm. and and uh, and get and, and lose track on yourself it's 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 mm-hmm. so easy to focus on other people other artists and other brands and not focus on you like mm-hmm. you put the value and of course your talent but making opportunities and making money and making uh a viralness for other people mm-hmm. but not using that those same talents to elevate yourself and that's where the youtube and the uh and the podcasting came in because mm-hmm. I wanted to 
So I wanted to be able to use them same gifts that I use to blow other people up or give other people platforms. I want to use them same gifts to do it for me because don't get me wrong. I, I get notoriety and stuff of making great videos and music videos, but I want to have that notoriety outside of only making videos. Cause I don't want to be where people are only, I got this complex, right? And I'm not going to try to be long winded, <laughs> but you know how I call myself Spidey, right? Or people yeah. call me, my clients call me Spidey. And I kind of got this like Spider-Man, Peter Parker complex, a theory where like the Jarvis Parson to me is the guy that works. The guy that my friends and family know and the people that grew up with me know. And then I got clients that don't even know my real name. They just know me as Spidey. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? So like I got this complex where it's like, I want, when I take off the mask, I still want to be recognized as somebody great. Mm -hmm. So the, 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 the metaphor of me taking off the mask is me putting the camera down or pointing the camera at myself. That's awesome. the, the metaphor of me taking the mask off because mm -hmm. people are used to Spidey shooting amazing videos for everybody else and making them blow and, and making them look good. But mm -hmm. then when I cut the camera off, now I'm just, Peter Parker or Jarvis Parson, however you want to put it, right? Gotcha. So that me podcasting and me making my own YouTube puts more mm -hmm. of a light on who I am as a person and how I think. And because mm -hmm. a lot of people, like uh, a lot of people that I work with, like I got a homie. Uh, everybody know AJ McQueen, the one I've been working with for a yeah, while, yeah. and uh, he know a little bit more now. But for a while, he didn't even know I was a, as opinionated as I am. Cause you know when I'm shooting videos with people, my opinions on life and my opinions on things that's going on is not ne it's not necessary when it's when I'm working and shooting a video yeah, for yeah. them. You know I talk to them about stuff. But I'm not about to bring up no controversial yeah. uh, topic when you about to give me money to shoot your video. I think that's a right. worst time to do that. So um so a lot of people didn't even know I had a voice like that. So, um, and then I'm opinionated. I got my own point of views on things. And I'm very like, uh, I'm very conscious when it comes to, uh, psychology and, and oh. understanding how people act and learning patterns and understanding people. So people don't, uh, my fr friends and family know that about me, but people mm -hmm. in general don't. So that's where this part came in at. And just also, gotcha. there's a lot of money in YouTube. So oh, if yeah, I can build sure. that money where I can quit my job and then only shoot the projects I want to shoot, uh -huh. I'm going to do that as well. So that, That's the dream, right? <laughs> that's right. the dream for all of us that are working day jobs still, all trying right. to do a, a career in entertainment or something like that. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I feel the same way, right? Like, uh you know, I, I like dabbling with comedy and I, I try doing comedy here and there. I have this podcast mm -hmm. where I, I, you know, it gives me a chance to show, to kind of showcase my personality and, you know, and show like the way I think and, and, you know, kind of dabble with my comedy, work out jokes with different people, but it also mm -hmm. gives me a chance to give people a platform, you know, to come on here and then like express themselves, get, get their potential clients or other people that are just fans, you know, get to know you a little bit better, which to me is like one of the most gratifying things is getting to get a guest on, you know, we get to bullshit with them. We get to hang out. Right. You know, that's friends being friends all the time. And, you know, that's one of the things I take pride of, of this podcast is that, you know, everyone that comes on here, you know, they, they feel good about it. 
you know, we, we, we never try to get you with gotcha questions. You know, we just we want to get to hang out with you and just, you know, watch you succeed as you go in your career. Mm-hmm. But like, I completely understand that where you're you're dabbling with multiple things at once and trying to, you know, find that way to get rid of the day job, but still make that money. Right. So right. Just your projects. Because right. like, that's one of the things like we're we're trying to do here with with like this podcast, and then we have other shows that we're trying to develop. Mm-hmm. But you know the 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 time that it takes to develop something, create it, edit it, and do all that, plus work a day job, plus you know have right. family and whatnot. It, it's just it's crazy to balance out. And I mm-hmm. personally, I'm one of those people that I, I have severe ADHD, so oh, I okay. suck at balancing things. I'm either work 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 or family so like I right always, I always, yeah i always have that constant battle myself right but um before the show we were talking about you know like always trying to you know succeed and and have quality work and you know just keep adding to our repertoires and uh just succeeding at that building a business off of it and then you know starting the next business and building that up and, and succeeding with it. And I told you that, you know, I wanted to talk to you about the, the 70% rule. And mm-hmm. I asked if you knew about it and you said you weren't too sure. But pretty much the 70% rule is, you know, like let's say with video editing, right? Mm-hmm. Like you you are an amazing editor. You're a great director. And you're, you're great at doing what you do. Like making your music mm-hmm. videos are always super entertaining. They're clean cut. Like uh, I, I've, I've personally got to watch you grow from the at home yeah. uh, cell phone camera to where you're at now. Yeah, and, you know, the, the idea of the 70% rule is like, let's say you have your music directing business, right. And you're, you're slowly growing it. You're slowly advancing it. So you concentrate on building that business. You concentrate on directing the video, but then delegating the the work to be edited to someone else. Right. Right. The rule, the seventy percent rule is, if someone can do it seventy percent as good as you, then you know you should consider having that person around to do that job because if they're doing seventy percent of what your hundred percent is, it's still great. Gotcha. You know? Yeah. Okay. Let me. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. That makes sense. Yeah. That and that, that, sense. that allows you to you know grow that business, and then now you can take on more clients, or you can take on more work, mm-hmm. or you can take the same amount of work and then go focus on you know, your podcast over here. And then, you know, you, you build it up, build it up, build it up. Then you find someone that could do 70% of the editing as good as you can, as good as your hundred percent is. Right. And, and then, then you know, that. And, yeah, and then you can just keep building and growing and expanding. Yeah. And that's true. It's actually a YouTuber I watched that actually does that. He never explained it like that, mm-hmm. but now that you say it and I see how he move, uh, he does a lot of that typically mm-hmm. like finding and that's the thing you're delegating and i know a lot of times in this industry especially with art and uh and it's creativity so it's so hard to let go people want to be like no i want that um or like no i want that notoriety i want that uh i want to be shown that i'm good and, and mm-hmm. it gets to the point to where instagram is like a a, a show and tell contest you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying like where we always post stuff on instagram especially as directors and creators we always mm-hmm. post stuff on instagram to like we promote 
but at the same time while we're promoting we're kind of like showing telling to our competition or to our peers like oh well look what i did you know what i'm saying so it, it can kind of get into that when it's like okay when you start really looking at it from a business aspect how can you step away from that and like you say delegate that to somebody that could do 70 percent. because sometimes we'll feel like man if it ain't a hundred percent i'm not giving it away like no yeah. it's still good enough to progress you forward but if you exactly. could focus on the most important things then you can definitely uh yeah, yeah de definitely can scale it and grow it and that's something that uh exactly because if your 100 percent is outstanding you know mm -hmm. someone 70 percent is gonna be great <laughs> right yeah no definitely you know you see what i'm saying and and then mm -hmm. i mean you uh, i mean i go through the same thing right because like i have a podcast and like there's other things i'm working on and for me personally it's hard to let go of the control of everything right mm -hmm. like it's one of the things i've been working on this year and one of the things like i've, I've slowly started to realize that oh shit like it actually works you know if you let other people handle the small things or you know you already created the best content you could have created, right? Or and right. you're and you're and you directed the best content you could have re uh, recorded. So at that point, you know the editing. If you delegate it to someone that can do seventy percent of what you do, you know if you're outstanding, theirs is great. Right, it's right. Still good enough to pass on. And then when you delegate that, well, shit. Now you can concentrate on hey, you know, I got two people that want a video. Well, shit. Since I don't got to spend two three hours of video editing. Let me take on both jobs or right. like I said, you, you can do that. have a high quality piece and then you can w concentrate on promoting it rather than worrying about all the editing aspects of it. Right, right, right. No, I definitely, I definitely agree with you on that. Definitely yeah. can, uh, f uh, definitely have skill. And you say you, you can't be great without a team and trust me with me doing all these things like podcasts mm -hmm. videography comic books i'm doing all this like I'm, I'm doing a lot of it myself like i do all the editing on the podcast mm -hmm. myself i do you know all the editing for my own videography myself and with shooting it mm -hmm. and uh and i also do all my own comic books so it was like making time for all of that it's definitely difficult i'm definitely though for sure gonna i mean i'm planning on delegating a lot of this stuff <laughs> but but uh especially them comic books because i'm mm -hmm. a amateur when it comes to i know it might be hard for people to believe that because I, I i'll be doing but when it comes to like when it comes to like graphic design i know how to mm -hmm. do it to a degree not like creating graphics but mm -hmm. like you know putting artwork together making dope covers and stuff like that i can do it but i know there's like way more people that's way better than me that i would prefer to do it it's just i got the idea yeah uh, let me pay you to create uh the book for me and we all can make money off of it right yeah. so that's that's something i definitely want to do and also too um uh with uh with even music videos i even be telling myself like I used to always, even back when I was shooting them point and shoot cameras, I used to have an old meme that I made, and I was like, "If you're not working with me with this point and shoot camera, don't try to work with me when I got a red camera." <laughs> right. So, um, but at this point now, I don't even want to own a red camera no more. That was one of my highlights that I've always wanted. And don't get mm -hmm. wrong, a piece of me still want to own a red camera for the for the saying that man, I got my own red. 
Mm-hmm. But I technically don't want to because all that's doing is like throwing me back into the game of doing everything myself. There's yeah. plenty of people that own res. I got a few homies that own res that I could reach out to and be mm-hmm. like, hey, bro, I want you to DP my video for me and do all the uh do all the camera work. And I'll just take the footage and edit it myself, or I'll take the footage and give it to an editor and tell them how I need to edit it. And and all I do is focus on directing it. So uh, uh, some people are definitely better at it than me. I kind of got that, which I need to get out of it. I kind of got that if you want something done right, do it yourself mentality. (laughs) I need to get out of that. I do. But it's a workaholic for me. Honestly, I've always had the same thing because I I myself am a workaholic. I myself. Even in my own like career, like I was a diesel mechanic for the longest time, and I was oh, always man. like, I gotta, I gotta have the last hand in there just to make sure everything's right. Right, right. Um, but like, I, I've learned. Like I said, th- this year I've, I've gone through a couple things that has made me try to think a little bit differently, and like I've been mm-hmm. trying to educate myself on the business aspect of things. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's really taught me, you know, you gotta drop the ego. Like if you really yeah. want to hit that next level, like. You know, you can hit so far, but if you drop that ego, you can take that next step over. Right, know, right. Where, where it's not like you have local success. Like, now you got, you know, countrywide success, nationwide success, you know, and it just it slowly builds because you're allowing people to to handle the little things that you, you really, I mean, you can love doing it, but, like, if you let someone else handle it now, you can focus on the business aspect. You can focus on growing or you can even focus right. on educating yourself on how to do it better. Right, um, right. Or educating yourself, doing research on how you want it to look, you know, different things like that. It's definitely like, it's it's one of the hardest things to do, to be honest. Like, it's right. dropping that ego. Because um, like you said, you're a workaholic. I'm, I'm the same way, dude. I, I love working. Um, and it's, it, it's to the point where you know I'll work day and night. I'll, I'll skip sleeping just to get something done. But yeah. at the end of the day, it's like, well, was that really worth it? Right. You know, it's things you gotta ask yourself: Is it really worth, you know, killing yourself over this when you can just delegate it to someone, still make a profit, you know, still still break some bread, and you're still succeeding. You're you're accomplishing everything you want in a shorter amount of time. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I think a lot of that too comes with investing because depending on what uh what like like for instance like the podcast sector of it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh like we do our podcast, we don't make no money from our podcast yet. So anything that we were to do would strictly mm-hmm. come from our pockets. And so when it comes to things like that and other people that might be in similar situations uh, a lot of that is just investing in yourself. People yeah. got to be willing to spend the money in hopes and with the with the knowing that you're going to get the return back eventually. Yeah. You might not get it right away, but what happens is a lot of people don't want to spend money until they start making money. And like, like this might. Like, yeah. I haven't made a single dollar yet. I've been podcasting for a few years now, off and on, but I've been mm-hmm. podcasting for a few years, and um, I haven't made a single dollar off podcasting. Off using my voice yeah. on the internet, I haven't made a single dollar yet, but I've spent 250 on a mic. <laughs> I'm we, kidding you, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, the, the initial investment we made into podcasting when I first started this, 
Like we spent we spent thousands of dollars. Like we, oh wow, yeah. Luckily, I didn't have to do that. Yeah, <laughs> we, we went into debt. We bought the best mics we could at the time. Yeah, you know, bought the best mixer, the best everything. We we had a full setup, um, but uh, we we didn't handle it right. Uh, well, the first mm-hmm. couple of years of this podcast, and we're just barely starting to you know break a little bread here and there. Which mm-hmm. I got a website that I can help you out with that um oh, okay. you all make a couple bucks here and there. Oh, okay, yeah, I definitely yeah. love to hear that because yeah. uh, we just you know. rely on YouTube. Yeah, no, no, I'll, I'll let you know after. It's like a whole affiliate uh, website. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, I'm definitely with that. Anything to uh, help push it forward because no, yeah, YouTube, sure. until you get monetized. It, it, I, and it's hard, dude. Like, we just started focusing on video content. Mm-hmm. And it's it's been a battle, dude. <laughs> I liked it better when we just did audio, but uh, yeah, because the <laughs> algorithm on YouTube is crazy. We still to this day trying to figure out our algorithm mm-hmm. and figure out what uh what uh style of we talk about a range of things. Dude. So we trying to figure out what category do we fall in because i watch a lot of like algorithm videos on like learning the algorithm and not the not the uh, not the veer off well, too much but i do want to say this that um youtube does a lot of focusing on uh on what they assume your channel is about so yeah. when they do that then that's how you once they figure out what once youtube figure out what they think your channel is about then they'll throw you into that audience that fits mm-hmm. that narrative but trying to figure out where we fit at yeah. is where we still trying to work it's with. hard honestly when you categorize categorize your podcast mm-hmm. one thing i've learned is listed as lifestyle and culture don't listen okay. to anything else i start in culture for some reason uh, it expands the algorithm and then you know based on what you tag your video like all the little seo tags Mm-hmm. That'll kind of kick it around that that algorithm. I never thought about that. That's actually a yeah. real, uh, general, but also it it, it, it expand. Yeah, like you said, it, it opens up the doors but, for it. Yeah, bro. I, I've been doing podcasting for almost six years now, and I'm still mm. learning things every day. Like I, I literally, you, you can ask my wife or anyone that sees me like throughout the day. I'm studying podcasting, bro. Um. I'm literally watching other people's podcasts, seeing what they do, you know, yeah. watching videos on how, how to boost your SEO and all that stuff. Gotcha. Gotcha. Podcasting is my favorite thing. So I, I'm just like you probably invest a lot of time in, in learning how to edit and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I invest my time in podcasting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I definitely, you definitely put them 10,000 hours in. Definitely. Oh, for sure, man. Yeah. For no, sure. I definitely. Yeah, this podcasting has definitely been like a second passion of mine. Dude, it's so I've much fun. It. It's it so is. much fun. Like to me, my like I said earlier, my favorite thing is getting to hang out with the homies, dude. Getting yeah, to, it is. To, to reach back out to people that I knew in high school or before that, you know. I had one of my childhood friends last year on here from California. Oh, we wow. We for a while because he started this brand right here, Flair Los Angeles. Oh, um, okay. That's a lot. brand and whatnot. Yeah, so shout out to them. Um oh, okay. But yeah, like uh, it's one of my favorite things, and then I get to meet new people. Like I sort of knew CA the Don in, in high school, but then when mm-hmm. we started this podcast, I reached out to him. He came on here, and like he was fucking awesome. I'm excited mm-hmm. to have your brother yeah. on. Like I, ha- I haven't seen your brother in forever. I think I've only met him once, to be honest. But it's dope. Oh damn! I have the opportunity to chop it up with him. Yeah, he real genuine, real genuine. Yeah, yeah so 
I mean, podcasting's fun. YouTube's fun. Um, I love y'all's podcast, the Opinionated Podcast. Shout out to y'all. Y'all do some great content. I, I was laughing this morning. I was watching the Kiki Palmer thing, and you just went in on them, dude. The Kiki Palmer. <laughs> and, uh, what's the other dude's name? Uh, Darius. Darius Jackson. Yeah, Darius Jackson. Yeah. Yeah, y'all went in on them, but I mean, y'all made some good points, y'all. Like when yeah, I heard it, I was like, yeah. you know, it makes sense. It should, it should. I definitely believe they should have had a conversation, right, right, before all that blew up the way it did. Yeah, but, yeah, I definitely think so. But yeah, no, I love the podcast. I love the way y'all shoot it. It's cool mm-hmm. to see. Um, and fuck, I was gonna ask you a question. My mind just went blank. I'm sorry. I've been drinking some tequila today, and oh no, it's <laughs> all good. It's all good. But yeah, the 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 um yeah, the podcast is great. Like I said I enjoy. We bring on different guests. People get to see a side of me that they they not used to. Bro, like you said, the people, huh? People that watch the opinionated podcast got a whole nother side of you that maybe not a lot of people know. <laughs> yeah, you know, thanks, thanks, and uh. I'm definitely, I'm definitely, because people see me, like I said, the guys, the people that I do video work and, and even people at my job, they don't even see that side. They see, most people see me as that, that nice, easygoing guy that just kind of like go along to get along, right? Oh, I don't okay. cause no issues. I don't, um, if, 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 if I, if I'm not that close to you, I'm not going to say anything controversial because there's no yeah. need for me to go to there, to those extremes for what I'm just not that type of person. I just, you know, I, I just try to get along with everybody, you know, mm-hmm. cause I, I'm, I'm very, I might be cool with a lot of people and I might have a lot of uh people that I think that are great people, but mm-hmm. it, uh, okay. I can't, I let me not lie. Cause I'm about to sit here and lie <laughs> and say that I, I, I don't open up. Cause I open up to a lot of people. If I feel you genuine, I'm open up to you. Yeah. But um, but at the end of the day, I just try to uh, I just try to be easy going with folks. And the on the podcast, people see the side of me that like my family and friends see, and it's it got a little ego to it. It does, yeah. and like uh, cause I worked hard. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean? like I, I worked hard my whole life to uh-huh. get to where I'm at, and um. And I put a lot of effort in, and I found my confidence because I. And I do want to say this. Growing up, like I said earlier in the show, uh, I, I participated in a lot of different sports, and I wasn't really great at anything until I really started doing these videos. Mm-hmm. So I was insecure a lot, you know. I didn't get the girls always wanted. Uh, I wasn't viewed as um as none of, one of the cool kids. Uh, I was just kind of like the invisible guy, you know what I'm saying? Like I, and then the people that did know me thought I really wasn't capable of much. And then I always fell asleep in all my classes, so a lot of my teachers didn't think <laughs> I was going to amount to nothing. Uh-huh. So, uh, like, and I barely graduated high school because I slept so much. Like barely. Like when I tell uh-huh. you I barely graduated high school, when I grabbed my diploma and when I when I you know grabbed my uh yeah. the, the diploma off the stage and then I walked down to get the rest of it. Uh-huh. The counselor gave me the diploma, uh, whatever she got. I guess it was the diploma. She yeah, gave it yeah. to me, and she shook it. She was like, "You deserve this," because I swear to God, bro, that <laughs> that counselor, like a few months before graduation, my counselor was like, "I'm gonna tell you this now. 
I don't know how you're going to do it. You can mm-hmm. graduate, but you got a small window. Kind of like how uh, uh, Iron Man had a small window to beat to defeat Thanos. Like yeah. I had that small of a window to graduate. She was like, I, I don't know how you're going to do it. Mm-hmm. But you're going to need to like take drop some of your classes and replace them with credit restoration. That's the only way you're going to be able to do it. That's how bad it was. Damn. And when I actually... So I did... I. I was going to credit restoration every Saturday and I was going to credit restoration three times, three periods out the day in high school. Like the last like semester of high school, I was Uh dropping, I dropped three classes and I replaced them all three with credit restoration. So I was going to credit restoration three times a day and going on Saturdays, every Saturday. And I, I got it done, and I was able mm-hmm. to graduate on the minimum plan, though. So I barely graduated. So right. I didn't even graduate on recommended. I was on the minimum. Right. So a I lot of people, yeah, <laughs> I made it. So a lot of people thought that man, he ain't gonna really be much or nothing. Like he barely got through mm-hmm. high school. So I didn't have a lot of self. I had, I didn't really have great self esteem growing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was bullied as a kid. You know, I just really didn't have a lot of confidence. And when I got into this video work and people started like praising me on how good I was, it helped build my confidence and it helped me find out who I was. And and then now that I can kind of step into my confidence, now I'm like this. I could push the, you know what I'm saying? I could push the camera away and still, at one point, I only felt confident once I had a camera in my hand. But now I'm at yeah. this point, I can drop the camera. It don't matter. I, I, I'm I, him. Like, when I think about all the things, and I'm about to go on an ego trip, but let me be real. <laughs> when I think about all the things I've done, I help produce a podcast. Um, I do uh, comic books that, like, like, and it ain't just the fact that I know how to do those things. It's the mindset that takes to be great at those things, you know what I'm saying? Because there's yeah. people that know how to do those things, but then there's those people that take those ideas and take it to another level. And I realize I don't just do that with videos. I do that with a lot of different aspects in life. And then mm-hmm. when I realize that's who I am internally, my confidence is, you know what I'm saying? So when I'm on a podcast, some of that ego comes out a little bit. And, and it's like, I, I not gonna say even ego because I'm not egotistic. I don't throw my confidence in people's face as mm-hmm. arrogance. I'm not that type of person. But my confidence, you see that confidence, and people see it as ego, or people see it as, well, it is a little ego, but people see it as some people can see it as arrogance because they're not used to seeing me like that. Like I said, the people in my job, my friend, you know, my my distant friends, people that don't know me as well see that nice, easygoing guy, which I am that nice, easygoing guy, but they don't see the confident version of me until they go into the podcast. I'm like, dang. This boy really say he know what he talking about. He gonna stand on it. You know? (laughs) They see see a side of me like, dang, I didn't know he was like that. And it's like, that's that's the side of me that uh, I want the world to see on a grand, on a more grander scale, because I feel like that's the more authentic me, mm-hmm. and not just the me that's just trying to get along with everybody. Because I, I ain't got time to be dealing with people ignorance. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. So, no, uh, um, and that's beautiful in, in its own thing, right? It's always better to be yourself, mm-hmm. be genuine, and and just you know stick to being you, because that will take you further with people. Because I mean, you can feel when someone's not genuine. You you, you can get it, or when they're just playing a character. 
But mm-hmm. I do gotta ask, has there ever been a moment where y'all had to stop recording or something and someone was like, JP, you're just out of pocket right now? <laughs> oh, close. Or, or like they we ice did. you out, they just mute you out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it it wasn't it wasn't like out of pocket, but I got super rowdy. But the thing is we didn't stop the camera, we kept it going. Okay. And uh it was season two uh-huh. when we did the Travis Scott episode. Okay. So After for those Huh? After Astral World? Yeah, I mean, we were yeah. talking about the Astral World situation where people had died in Astral World. Uh-huh. So for those that don't watch the for those that don't watch the podcast like that, we got a few members in it, right? Well, we had more, but now we kind of reduced and got uh, uh, a few members, right? Uh-huh. But the the members I'm talking about right now is uh, Spacely uh, Jones and uh, Josh. That, that's okay. their name, Joshua Casey, the one you see their names on the uh-huh. on the intro. So. They my brothers, you know what I'm saying? They my brothers. I I rock with them, right? But they're more spiritual than I am when it comes to the spiritual world and and mm-hmm. and things like that, right? I'm not a conspiracy theorist type of person. Okay. I to be honest with you, I don't hate conspiracy theories. I'm the type I I can rock with a conspiracy theory if mm-hmm. it makes sense and got some evidence to back it up. Right, gotcha. But conspiracy theories that you can just throw at the sky because people know how to put words together, but you got no evidence to really uh-huh. back it up, gets on my nerves. <laughs> That's funny. It gets under my skin because I'm a logical based person. Uh-huh. I go based on logic, right? Uh-huh. And uh, of course, I don't know everything, so it can be things that I just I'm not aware of that other people are. But if they are aware of it, they need to convey it better so it can make me understand that it's not just you just throwing shit at the wall and making it to a stick. You yeah. actually saying something that got some real uh, merit to it that makes uh-huh. some sense. So we were talking about the Travis Scott thing, right? And and. And I'm not trying to speak too much for them, but basically mm-hmm. Josh tend to be more into the conspiracy theory type of people. Yeah, and they were yeah. talking about like, you know, he, he had to sacrifice, make sacrifices. Granted, mm-hmm. everybody got the right to their own opinion. <laughs> and at the time when I, when I had to do the video, looking back at it in hindsight, I was wrong. Yeah. Not wrong for how I felt, but I was wrong for how I reacted. Gotcha. So I do, right? So I did tell him that, like, I was wrong because I, yeah. I, I, I pushed the the envelope and kind of like tried to move the goalpost uh-huh. and not stay strict on the thing. That's because I, I was trying to make somebody contradict themselves and it didn't work. Yeah. So, um, wow, but yeah, funny, yeah, I got super rowdy. They was talking about, you know sacrifice this sacrifice that and i was like bro this ain't even but y'all was like y'all always worry about travis and people in that lane like travis scott mm-hmm. drake people like that but then when we talk about other rappers like nba young boy drill rappers now when they mm-hmm. do it it's not sacrificing but when oh, these true, people true. do it it's sacrificing right <laughs> so i was but i was moving the goalposts because the the conversation wasn't about drill rap. The conversation was yeah. about Travis Scott. So I tried to merge the two to make a point, but mm-hmm. I was moving the goalposts, and yeah, I was wrong. So uh, <laughs> though I still feel the same way, and I don't feel 
I, you know what I'm saying? But I was wrong for the in that context to try gotcha. to bring something in that had nothing to do with the conversation. Or how you handled it. Gotcha. Right. Yeah. No. And I got super rowdy and I was like, <laughs> bro, y'all got me messed up. And I walked out. <laughs> I walked out. And uh, I used to use that as the highlight. But yeah. I was like, no, bro, y'all tripping. I'm done with this conversation. And I walked out. I was like, bro, y'all stop playing with me. And, and, and Dwayne was like, you loud and wrong. And I was. <laughs> I was loud and wrong. But at the end of the day, uh, I respect them for what they stand for. That's People have the right to believe in what they believe in. That's just oh, not man. for me. And at the time, I just didn't handle it right. And they just got under my skin. Because I be want to address some of that stuff. Because people yeah. be talking about it online. And I'm like, hey, I mean, some stuff I can get with. Some stuff I'm like, okay, y'all just do something and y'all just want it to stick so bad. It is right. it just is what it is. But yeah, that was a moment where it was like, all right, JP, bro, you 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 were over there. But I think that was about the closest to that we ever got. Yeah, that's funny that you left dude. That that actually <laughs> that reminds me <laughs> when I started this podcast with my other homie named Daniel. Uh we used to record it in an apartment that he had, right? Um, but I used to crash there most of the time. Like I used to stay with them, and uh, I remember when they were we we had a podcast going, and he was saying he could fight some UFC fighter, right? And mm-hmm. I was like, even if you're 300 pounds over the dude, like you can't, right? And mm-hmm. uh, like we still, I, I kept picking at him because I realized like he was full of shit and he was trying <laughs> to make a point, but I had no point to make. So I yeah, picking and picking and picking and picking. And I was just pissing them off as much as I could because yeah. I knew it was gonna get to the point either he was gonna hit me or he was gonna walk out the room. And either way, it was gonna be great content. And I was like, at this yeah, point, right. you know, I might as well see where it goes. So I pissed yeah. off so much. Uh, oh, we were betting that if he could throw a high kick towards uh-huh. the and I pissed him off so much, and I was like, "Well, throw a fucking high kick. Let's see. Let's see you do it." I was like, "Let me see how high you can kick your leg up." And he's yeah. like, no, "I ain't fucking doing it." And I was like, "Come on, you were talking all that shit. <laughs> do it." Yeah. And uh, well, anyways, we kept going back and forth, and he just kept getting more and more mad, and I just kept fucking with him the whole time. And yeah. I got to the point where this dude left his apartment, uh-huh. left me recording for like three hours, like I was at his apartment by myself. He was so mad he left his own apartment. His own place, man, crazy. just left me there. And I was like, all right, man, I guess I'll chill and wait till you come back. But right. That shit was funny, man. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah, he, he was mad. And then for oh, that yeah. long, that's he crazy. Pissed, dude. Like, I, I'm telling you, I, I just kept picking at him the whole time. For like an hour long, I was just Damn. picking at him every time. Hey. But, no, it's, you got to do it for the content. Yeah, but I mean, it's always fun. It's fun to see like when your friends get out of pocket too. I've said some out of pocket shit. I'm not gonna lie. Like mm-hmm. years ago, I said Elon Musk was retarded, and everyone that was on the podcast with me just paused and they're like, "Hold on, what did you say?" And I was like, "Well, yeah, Elon Musk is retarded. He has Aspergers," and <laughs> no one believed me. And then like a month later, it came out that he had fucking Aspergers, and I was like, "See, I wasn't that out of pocket." Right. That was right. <laughs> Yeah, no, for real. I mean, he is super intelligent, but when it comes to like certain things, some people just lack basic, not basic common sense. I ain't gonna say he lack nah, common look, sense, look, but this is what it is. The smartest people in the world have Aspergers. It, it's, it's a known fact. Einstein had it. Elon Musk. Has so what it. is Aspergers? So I know you. Aspergers is a um, it's like a mental health thing, right? Okay. Where you're 
it's not that you're like one chromosome over, like you you don't have autism. It's like uh-huh. a slight form of autism. But what it is truly is that your mind um can only really focus on one thing at a time. So usually people with Asperger's they they're bad with social like cues and things like that. Like they don't catch on to sarcasm and shit like that. Um, but because they're single minded, they can focus on one thing and be fucking amazing at it. That's why yeah. Albert Einstein was so fucking smart and, you know, found the uh, theory of relativity. That's why Elon mm-hmm. Musk is so good at what he does at being an engineer is because he can literally focus on one thing and one thing only. So he gets it perfect. Gotcha. But it is a form of autism, right? So when I said that, like, everyone's like, whoa, like, you're super out of pocket for saying that. But it was sort of kind of right. <laughs> right. It was true. So. Yeah. Hey, that's crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah, you learn something new every day. I wonder if I fall in that category. <laughs> I mean, you never know. My my wife before we got married, we uh we got married through the Catholic Church, right? So we had to go through mm-hmm. like marriage prep and stuff. And she said that I was so single minded that I had to be retarded and have Asperger's. And she literally yeah. told everyone, like everyone, we're doing marriage prep and everything. She's like, yeah, I think my my future husband might be a, a little special here and might have autism. And, oh, and she just like it was a running joke for her. She told everybody. She even told my mom. She's like, "I think your son has autism." <laughs> but we ended Dang. up getting, we ended up doing the online test. Come to find out, she's the one with the with the Asperger's. <laughs> Based on the online test. <laughs> Dang. Oh, yeah. And she but was focused on you, so hey, right? so she, yeah, she was really <laughs> focused on you. <laughs> That's all good. No, but yeah, no, it's it's a good time, man. I can't believe you don't like conspiracy theories. Though. I I felt like you'd be into them. No, it, it, like I said, I'm a very logical based person. Uh-huh. If it if it makes sense, like like for instance, and because uh, we was actually going to do an episode about this, right? So you know LeBron James' son, um, yeah, heart attack. Uh, had a heart attack, right? Uh-huh. Uh, and they're trying to say he had this, this disease or whatever, right? Uh-huh. Me personally, and this is a conspiracy theory. Me personally, I think it's full of shit. Okay. I love LeBron. I'm a LeBron fan. Uh-huh. I, I'm just, I'm, so I'm not gonna take that away from him. I think he's an amazing uh-huh. person or whatever. But I think. Hit the the excuse they use for his son to have that heart attack is full of shit. I don't think that oh. man, that boy really had that disease like that. You know what I think it was? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a conspiracy trip right now. You know what I think it was? I think well, he got that, I wanted to say huh? he got that COVID vaccine, dude, and it caused blood clots in them. Oh, you think that's same, what it was? Same shit that fucked up Jamie Fox. Same shit that's been fucking up everyone else. Yeah, cause I ain't gonna lie. I, I, I ain't take that. That one thing I, as I agree on too, I didn't take that shot. Bro, I, I got that fucking vaccine and I got COVID seven times since I've had it. Damn, <laughs> that shit don't work, bro. <laughs> Damn, yeah, I, I haven't. That's why I said I've never been tested for it, and I didn't go get the shot either. So, no, like I told you, be I, I think I'm one percent COVID at this point. Many <laughs> times as I've gotten it. <laughs> yeah. So like certain things make sense. Like, cause I was thinking like maybe he uh he had the heart attack because think about it. He's he Bronny James. He's the son of one of the greatest uh he's the son of one of the he's the son of one of the greatest basketball players of all time, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
LeBron wants to play with his son in the NBA. So he wants his son, you know, you know, to get up there. So he's oh, trying to, LeBron's trying to hang in long enough to play with his own son. Yeah. He has a lot of, LeBron has a lot of pressure on him. Trying to live up to oh, his yeah. dad's legacy, trying to be, me personally, and this is not far-fetched. This is why I say, like, my conspiracy theory has got to have some type of, like, logic that, well, I don't say logic because I don't have no evidence to back of what I'm saying, but mm-hmm. it got to have some type of, like, I could see that. Like, if I tell anybody this, they're going to be like, I could see that. That that definitely make, don't sound far-fetched. Like, mm-hmm. I think he's on performance enhancers. I can almost guarantee that boy's on performance enhancers. He's LeBron James' son. He's trying to play, uh, live up to... Yeah, don't get me wrong. LeBron is a great teacher, so I know he got his son playing well, too, but talent just don't roll over just like that. Boy, your son is probably on some performance enhancers to make sure he stay out of the top of his game so he can play yeah. with him. I, I don't think that's very far-fetched at all. And, um... Yeah. You know what I'm saying, and I felt like if it was if that was the case, uh, and he had a heart attack because of that, he, LeBron not gonna want that out there. That's gonna mess his brand up. So of course yeah. he's gonna need something to cover that up. So I'm not saying that's what happened. Obviously, I'm the first one to say this is just my hypothesis. I have no yeah. evidence to back this up, but personally. Based off how I feel and knowing that you got to meet certain people's expectations, I know what type of pressure that puts you on. And I'm not saying LeBron made him take performance enhancers. Maybe he taking them and LeBron don't know. Or his trainer. You know know what I'm saying? Or his trainer, Mm -hmm. like, trying to get him to stay in that top shape so he could play with his dad. And I know how it feels. Even with my own father, sometimes I feel like I'm under pressure. And to have a father to that scale... And you gotta act. You trying to actually live up to him? I, I can only imagine what type of pressure that little boy over uh, under. So, yeah. um, I can very much see and a lot of those performance enhancers cause heart problems. Because mm-hmm. it was like, if it's really this disease, right, that he so called had that mm-hmm. disease, you get it from birth. How you just now, you LeBron James' son? How you just now finding out about that? All right. the money and resources y'all have, and you just now finding out about that when he almost died. When you, well, all the money you had, you could have found that out at birth or close to that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Why now? You know what I'm I think it's just a cover up, personally. So, like I said, I'm not completely against conspiracy theories. It's just some stuff when people say, all right. "Oh, uh, he had to sacrifice this person so they can get on." Yeah. Okay. Like, come on, like, like, and me personally, how I feel about that is like. Okay, if sacrificing somebody to get on is all you had to do, you know how many rappers out here really killing people for real? Why they not on? Well, if if they if they knew they all I had to do was kill this dude and I'd be rich and famous, man. I don't even like this. I'm about to go kill him right now. (laughs) So like if that's really the case, why you know what I'm saying? But I get I'm not I don't dive into that world. So Mm -hmm. maybe it's some stuff they know about that I don't know. But if it's as simple as sacrificing somebody. It'd be a lot of street dudes and be probably yeah, it'd right be now. a lot of street dudes being the number one rap, number one artist in the world on a top yeah. billboard somewhere. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Cause they they doing it like it ain't nothing and they rapping about it and they still uh-huh. not outdoing Drake. So it's like some of the stuff people just say, and when you use basic logic, it just don't add up. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. how can that even I don't know? That so that's where my argument was with that. Okay. But I'm not against it. It just 
some of it that gotta make some sense. Okay. Yeah, it gotta have some oh, points. I got a conspiracy theory I wanted to ask you about. Since you are part okay. of the opinionated podcast, I wanted to get your opinion on it. Okay. okay. All right. You've heard of the Hawaii fires, right? Hawaii yeah. fires. No, uh, I actually uh, Maui, the island of Maui, like burned up into toast. Oh, I did burned hear about that. I did. Okay. I did. Okay. I did. Have you heard the conspiracy theory that it was all set up? It was planned because they're trying to turn the island into a smart city and to redo the infrastructure was going to cost too much money. So they planned a wildfire to burn the whole place down. And one of I the did not hear in, that. And one of the biggest investors into it is Oprah. Oh, wow. So, like, so let, let me give you a, the rundown was, so earlier this year in January, the island of Maui had two meetings. One meeting was where they decided they wanted to turn the island of Maui into one of the the U.S.'s first smart cities in the world. So they wanted to turn it into a full electric city, so they weren't going to run on gas anymore. All their vehicles were going to be electric. Their their, uh, resources were going to be natural resources like water and um, wind and solar to create power. Okay. Um, And they they just weren't going to use gas anymore. They were going to be a fully Wi-Fi capable island. They were going to rebuild all these hotels and stuff with all the newest technology. That's all smart technology. Okay. The issue was they couldn't get enough people to sell their properties because those people have lived there for a lifetime. And to redo the entire infrastructure of that island was going to be extremely costly for these investors. Gotcha. So the conspiracy is that it was all planned so these investors could come in, buy the the island dirt cheap off of these people, and then rebuild it as the smart city that they wanted to build. And on top of that, in December, they're supposed to have a, a, a city council meeting that's going to decide whether their whole government for that island is going to turn into is going to be completely ran by AI. Um, so my question that to you makes is, sense. is: Does that sound plausible to you? Like, yeah, that does. That because now we're talking about finances and we're talking mm-hmm. about business moves. If you put that in the eyes of a, and I know this is going to sound bad, but if you put this in the eyes of an investor, that's a smart way to do it. Even though you, you literally destroying the homes of, of thousands of people that chose, you know, that, that, that people that were trying to get out there. already. Right. You know, huh? Those people that are already trying to get out of there. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. It's um I definitely think I definitely think that sounds plausible because that sounds like a, a smart financial move and burn it down. Now we can buy that even cheaper than what it was gonna originally cost. And uh we you know they get the full control over it and, and get because mm-hmm. people gonna leave, they're not gonna wanna stay there obviously because they their homes are gone, so it, it the property value is gonna go down and mm-hmm. they just be able to do what they gotta do with it. So I can I can definitely See that being because I know it's a lot of corruption in this country yeah. when it comes to money and greed. I, 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 when yeah. it, I ain't no conspiracy in that, that's the truth, <laughs> right? We all know, it. but it's just when people start talking about I like spirits <laughs> that, and, and, and like supernatural, sh- like what, what about aliens? Okay, I believe in aliens. You believe in aliens? I do. I do yes. believe in aliens. Yeah, I, that I do believe in. I, I definitely believe in aliens. And, and I and I I genuinely believe because I I believe as a, as people, 
uh-huh. that religion is one of those things, and, and no disrespect to any religious people watching this, but I do believe religion is a is a form of control, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you can get everybody on the planet to believe in the different type of religions, you can have some type of control over society where chaos because naturally humans gonna do what human we, we're mm-hmm. creatures you know what i'm saying we're gonna naturally do what we gotta do to survive but yeah. if you put some type of moral ground over us we already mm-hmm. got a conscience so you put a more some type of moral ground over us a moral thought over us it keep us civil from doing stuff that's out of pocket like the only reason why you won't go do something to somebody because in the eyes of God, that's wrong, and you don't want to go to jail, right? But then, l- let's say aliens are real. Now people are gonna question if God is real. Yeah. Now you lose the control over humanity that you thought you have, and yeah. now that shit gonna go there. Now you are gonna see the real life purge go around in this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Bro. So like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I feel like them not wanting us to know about aliens is not so much that they scared the aliens gonna do something to us mm. i i personally feel they afraid of how society gonna go how society gonna act once they start questioning oh is god real and if god not real i'm not saying god isn't because i never believe in god but i'm just saying like if you if you people gonna start questioning those things like i thought we were the only ones and then they gonna just so then they're gonna start questioning god they're gonna start questioning mm-hmm. the government now you're gonna lose the control over your people especially in a country like this where everything is about your own free will you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah, once yeah. you lose that control over people's free will then they get into real free will and then now you can't you don't got control over your people so mm-hmm. i definitely can think uh things like that that's why i think they won't Man. talk about aliens being real because they just don't want to they don't want to know how society gonna go to shits once yeah. we realize but, that it is but they've been slowly dabbling in you know they have oh ufos are real and things like that right um, i don't know i i personally i i have a lot of crazy beliefs on there and honestly i think like me and you need to sit down for another podcast where we just talk about aliens and <laughs> different shit because there's a lot of shit going on in my head right now. As soon as you said all that, where I was like, you got yeah. You got yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, we're going to have to sit down and do this again because there's a lot of things. I'm with it. I want to kick back and forth with you on all that because, yeah, I mean, definitely. honestly, if we start, we're going to go for like three hours at this point. Yeah, no, <laughs> man, man, yeah, no, because that, that stuff can, that can. I love I'm not that real versed in that, but I yeah. got my own opinions on it. No, yeah, no, and I love that shit. Like, I, I believe in aliens. Um, mm-hmm. I also like. I grew up in a very religious household, but I'm not as religious as like I was as I grew up. Mm-hmm. I, I tend like I believe in God, but I tend to question a lot of things about churches. It just yeah, not, nah, not just too. one church, not just one religion, but all the religions as a whole. Mm-hmm. And you know, I I do believe that a lot of them are tied in together. They're just right, right. Like, sex. So that that's why I'm like I'm like I want to get into it, but I know if we get into it at this point, we're gonna be out here forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah, we could definitely well, set that up. So to we're do gonna have to set that up to do another one where we just go yeah. back and forth on that. Cause <laughs> yeah, no, definitely, because I definitely agree with the the. Uh, I'm not I'm not super religious. I, I believe mm-hmm. in God, but I'm not a constant church goer. Yeah. I don't I don't got my own. I don't got a church that I go to. I'm yeah. just kind of like I. I I uh I deal with God in my own personal relationship, so and we and we got a very strong one. So definitely, yes, sir. That's that's awesome. All right, one well, one more one more thing I wanted to ask you about um before we get into the listener questions, um mm-hmm. 
All right, have you heard what's going on with Japan and their radioactive water? No. Okay. So a couple of years ago, there was a, a earthquake that made a tsunami okay. in Japan, and okay. literally the earthquake and tsunami hit the same city. And in that city, they had a nuclear reactor that that failed, and they had to get all this water that went into it. They had to pump it out into tanks. So it's like super highly radioactive water that they put in these tanks. And they've been storing it and pumping it into those tanks. Um, but now the tanks are too full and they can't keep pumping it because they, they have to reopen the whole structure again. Gotcha. That, that part of the island not getting water. I mean, not getting power. So they supposedly uh, denutralize the radiation and they're starting to spill the water back into the ocean. Oh wow, we're gonna have fucking mutant spy, uh, mutant uh, <laughs> sharks and shit. They're gonna create a fucking another uh, megadon up in this mug. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like yeah, three-eyed fish, <laughs> like on huh? the Simpsons. Oh yeah, three-eyed yeah. fish. <laughs> three-eyed fish. They they gonna turn into flounder. They gonna start talking and shit. <laughs> and you know what the crazy um, part is? The, the Japanese prime minister today came out eating. Fresh seafood from their ocean to uh, prove that the, the the there's no radiation in the water. Man, they know how to fake that shit. Man. <laughs> they know they know how to they know how to like eat on eat on this one. But uh, uh, propaganda is real and so strong. Yeah. They 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 know how to. Humans are flawed. We very much are. So those type of conspiracies I can get with. The only conspiracies that make me question is when people start talking about like. Uh, I'm not big into that spiritual world when it comes to like random spirits. Like mm-hmm. I'm big in the spiritual world when it comes to like knowing thyself and stuff like that. I, that I get, yeah. I get with all of that. But when it comes to like external spirits doing mm-hmm. physical stuff, that 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 somebody going to handle that one. I, I I can't I can't you can't tell me like like I can get that like certain music can have demonic uh rituals and shit but i'm like yeah. i listen to travis scott all the time he don't do shit to me <laughs> i don't know, man. I, don't, I ain't never started thinking about doing some devil shit after listening to travis scott but I, don't know, you know, I don't know you ever listen to taylor swift man taylor swift be making you want to do some crazy shit i, mean, I don't listen to taylor swift I, i'm gonna leave that for the for the white girls they got that i'll leave that for the white girls they got that one. I, I, i'm chilling <laughs> Uh, all right, man. Let, let's wrap this up. Let's get into some listener questions. Yeah, for um, sure. All right, all right. So the first question was, "What was your uh, greatest accomplishment this year?" Oh, this year, man. What was that? <sighs> dang, I, I, dang. Now you put it like that, brother. I don't even know. <laughs> uh, oh, um. I'm sure it's going to deal with these comics. I'm sure, man, what's going to happen is after I get off this, I'm going to think of something that's going to be too late. Um, <laughs> uh, shoes. Cause I do so much, bro. I do. And it, I be having so many moments where I'm proud of myself, but my proudest moment. You know, it don't, it don't even have to be a Spidey Webber moment. It could be a driver's right. moment. Yeah. Yeah. Just a moment myself. Just, I don't know, man. I just do a lot of self development, and I would say uh, the moment when I like, oh, and this is a personal moment. Um, 
because I look up to my dad. And my dad is very is a very wise man. Uh, he's he, even earlier when I was at the mall, he just talked me to death. But he be telling some really good nuggets. He a really wise man. I learned a lot from him. But along with that, I am my own person. I develop a lot too. And sometime this year, he had mentioned to me, he was like, man, Jarvis, like, hearing you talk, because we talked back and forth. Like, he throw me ideas. I throw him. And he'll throw me information. I throw information back, stuff like that. And he told me one day, he was like, man, uh, if I were to die right now, I know that you in good hands. You know, I, you, you would be able to carry on our name and like really like do do something in the world and that that really stuck with me because uh like like kind of like how i was talking about with bonnie james i always tried to meet certain expectations that i felt my dad had on me and sometimes i had to release a lot of that and just set expectations for myself but while doing that i developed a lot and I, i'm very big on self-reflection so mm-hmm. uh when he told me that i knew that whatever i was doing was working because not only my dad told me that my mom made comments like that and i'd be schooling my own parents and giving them information so at mm-hmm. that moment i realized that like when i do have a kid i'm gonna be in um that, that my kid gonna be in good hands Definitely yeah. for sure. I'm a, I might be small and I might not, not weigh a whole much, but my brain is big there and it's very nauseous. Right. So I would say that's about, about it because when it comes to accomplishments, I do a lot and I can't think of nothing right off the head. I, I really can't. Shit, if you think about it, you know, send me a voice uh, note on uh, Instagram. I'll go ahead and throw it in there. <laughs> oh, gotcha, gotcha. For sure. For sure. All right, all right. Uh, next question. Is uh for someone that's trying to get into directing music videos, what's the one piece of advice you'd give them? Start off with um, and that's almost with anything in life, but definitely with this. Start off with people that trust you. Gotcha. Always do that because that's what's gonna build your confidence. I don't care if you are a confident person. Whenever you do something brand new that you're not great at, and you're trying to, or you're trying to get great at because you're just getting started, it's always good to deal with people that's gonna encourage you, and it's always good to deal with people that's going to um, uh, trust you. Because what, what is gonna happen is, as they start to trust you, then other people see them trust you and then they want to trust you too. And then before you know it, you know, you've been working with so many different people. That's on the mental standpoint, right? So Mm -hmm. to work with people that trust you and work with close friends and family, that's going to allow you to implement your ideas. Don't worry about making money for off, for off rip. Worry about gaining people's trust. Cause I swear as soon as you gain their trust, the money is like, is like, uh, it comes without saying. I know that's cliche. Oh, don't worry about the money and the money come. But I, I'm so dead serious. Trust and income, trust and people giving you money, um, it goes hand in hand. People yeah. can't give you money if they don't trust you. So mm-hmm. allow them to trust you first. And then when they trust you, then uh, then the money will come. And people tend to follow, uh, people tend to follow what other people do. So if, if, one person trusts you, a person that, like, for instance, I'm going to use Spacey as an example. Spacey mm-hmm. has a lot of influence on a lot of people. 
Yeah. And Spacely trusts me to make his video. The people that looked up the space, they gonna also trust me because they gonna look at it like, dang, I got a lot of respect for Spacely, and Spacely can trust him. I know I can trust him, and then I work with that person. Then the same, and then, and then the cycle just keep repeating. The person that respects that person gonna also gonna think, man, if I could trust him, if he trusts him, I can trust him too, and it, it just goes around. And before you know it, you start going up on your prices. And then people start trusting you with more money. That's there that. The, now, when it comes to the technical things, um, uh, experience is the best teacher. I didn't. Uh, I don't got no college degree in none of this. I didn't go to no uh, four year college for none of this. I did take courses online, not like college courses, but mm-hmm. I'll pay for other directors that make courses, and I'll pay for that. I've learned like that too. Uh, it's actually this one director that yeah, go way back, and I don't even think he. I think he from another country. I don't even think he in the U.S. But he go way back when I was like really getting into the game. His name is Tom Antos, and Antos, Tom Antos. Mm-hmm. He taught me how to edit. Like I, I watched, and like not like person to person that man don't know me but I, i've watched his he made courses online mm-hmm. and i watched a lot of youtube videos and me studying him taught me how to edit now mm-hmm. i don't edit like that no more but that set the foundation on how i edit now because i learned like that and then i just added my own twist on top and now i got my own way that i edit but it, okay. it started from there right so uh, work also deal talk to people that's already been around the block and know a little bit, so you're not taking the long way around. So that was, I would say that's three. Uh, you know, do some. So one one would be work with people you trust. Two would be experience. Um, experience. Experience is the best. Shit. So don't be afraid to fail. Like a lot of people yeah. want to be perfectionists and they don't want to start until they got it completely perfect. I don't. I just showed y'all my comic books. Mm-hmm. I just showed you how one book is completely it look it look different from the other book, and then the other book got something new in the other book. Cause I just tried an error. I didn't wait till it was perfect. I put it out, and then I tweaked it as I kept going. So, and I, I do that with everything video related. I do that with everything. I, I shoot a video. The next video, I get better because I tweak it. And it's all that all comes with experience. And thirdly, uh, like I say, uh. Uh, try to be mentored by somebody that's been there and done that so they can give you some of the shortcuts so you're not taking the long way around. Because I ain't grow up with no filmmaking homies. I got filmmaking homies now, now that I got some respect in the game. But before that, before I ain't had any respect, it was just me by myself. So I ain't have no filmmaking homies. The only homies I had was the people I watched on YouTube and was learning from. So, uh, but if you can have somebody that can teach you person to person or teach you, you know, like on some, on an individual basis, uh, it can shorten the term a little bit. Uh It's still not going to get you. You still can't get around not doing the work yourself. Cause some people try to do that. They're like, they just want somebody to teach them and they just think it's going to make them great. You know, you still got to go through the trial and error yourself. But mm-hmm. that person can give you the shortcuts that keep you from taking the long way around like I did. So, and then don't be afraid to invest in yourself. If you believe mm-hmm. in yourself, uh, that would be the last thing. If you believe in yourself, nobody else will believe in you until you believe in yourself first. Period. So, okay. No, that that's for sure. I, I, I'm a firm believer of that. You got to trust yourself and believe in yourself. 
Mm-hmm. You, you just gotta blindly believe in yourself. If you blindly. feel like you have that talent, just trust it's that you're gonna make it happen. And mm-hmm. uh, to piggyback on what you said, um, keep grinding. Don't ever yeah. stop grinding. If you stop no, grinding, not. you're gonna quit right before you make it. Yeah, because you yeah. never know when you're gonna make it. But if you stop, then you quit right before you make yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Do not <laughs> quit. Don't quit. Like especially. And one thing I want. One last thing I do want to say, and it's a positive thing because I know like with rappers. People feel like once you start hitting your 30s, like trying to still be a rapper is just childish or, or whatever. But I won't say that's childish, but rappers do, uh, artists, musical artists do tend to, especially in the hip hop world, do tend to have like uh, uh, a time frame. And it's, yeah. if you don't blow up in a certain time frame, it's harder. Well, as a director, there is no time frame. You can, I can, I can be doing this for years and blow up when I'm 40. You know, you got director X that's still a mainstream director now. And he was a mainstream director when he was, um, shooting for Leah. You know what I'm saying? You got, uh, Dave Myers. Dave Myers used to work on Miss Elliot old videos. And he's still doing videos for Drake. And uh, there's no cap to being a director like you don't have to worry about man if i don't blow in the next few years i'm gonna quit no like this when you play in the when you in the director field it's the long game because you behind the camera people don't really see your face like that so there's no time limit as long as your brain keep working and you keep learning from what you're doing you can you can forever be a star or you can blow up later It, it really don't matter so I would definitely say that too. Like, don't worry about trying to blow up within a certain time frame. You, you got time. That's perfectly said, man. Beautifully said, actually. All right. Okay. <clears throat> Next question is uh, uh, let's see. It says, having grown up watching lots of music videos and enjoying the almost cinema level quality of some of these uh, videos, where do you see the most value? Like, what part of the budget uh for his shoots presents the most value for you? So, creativity. So, people, filmmakers will tell you in a heartbeat that nothing beats, let's say you don't want to do music videos, you want to do it, it don't matter. Story is everything. So, because music videos don't typically have story, you can swap story out for creativity. Uh, Creativity and story is the gist of everything. You can have the biggest budgets in the world, but if your story is, or your story of creativity is whack, I mean, it just don't matter. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. cre- having the spark, being able to create an idea out your brain and and make it very creative outside the box or something that, and bringing the vision of the client to life, uh, doing that to, at a very great scale, mm-hmm. It's always the key thing. And then when you throw in a budget on top of that, it just allows you to do it at, at a higher level. I always tell people money ain't the root of all evil. Uh, well, I ain't going to say that. Let's say, but I, I'm going to just say that like, people always say money make you a bad person. Money just makes you more the person you already are. And that's the same thing when it comes to directing. If you are a great director, money is just going to make you an even better great director. But money can't make you, can't make a bad director a good director. It don't work like that. But people that's in the field go recognize a terrible video, whether uh, you got money behind it or don't. People can recognize a terrible video. Uh, Matt Alonzo, 
Was it Matt Alonzo? It was. Matt Alonzo will tell you any any day. The most cheesiest thing is to make a video and do it exactly what the words say. Like the if the rappers say, uh uh, I just spent the block and uh I just spent the block with a hundred in my pocket. And you show him doing that, it's like it's it's just a little it's it's kind of cheesy because instead of being creative with it, you just doing exactly what the rapper's saying. Like, so people can identify that that's been in the game. So to stand out like Dave Myers, Matt Alonzo, Jacob Owens, uh, 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 Director X, is when you go outside the box and you make them think like that Drake video that uh, with him and Future, that old video, um, and like Director X was in it, or Drake was playing as the director. Like the, at the end of the video, I can't remember the name of the video, but at the uh, end of the video, it was the video where Drake and, and, and Future was acting like they was working at a fast food joint. I forgot the name of that. You remember that one? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was like yeah. a year or two. It was like a, yeah. like two years ago. Yeah. Well, at the end of that video, Drake also played the role as a director. Was it Drake? It was Drake, right? I think it was Drake. He played the role as a director, and he was like, "Yeah." He was like, "I right, I need a uh I need to swap the lens out." That's sticking outside the box. You know what I'm saying? Director X could have put himself there, but nah. What he did was he just uh. He, you know, he just swapped it out. You know, thinking outside the box, being different yeah. is is also uh, creativity by far. Creativity, and if you're in the filmmaking world, when you're making movies and shorts, uh-huh. story is, is 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 key. Without story, you know, all them great movies that got million dollar budgets. Well, not great movies, but all them like Marvel movies that got million and million dollar budgets, but they're terrible in the box office. They got the all the budgets in the world that that we pray we can have. But the movie yeah. was still terrible because the story sucks. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So story and creativity, you so, that that's so the key far. to everything. Yeah, perfectly said. Mm-hmm. Perfectly said. Appreciate all right, la- last fan question. Um. What happened with the Spider-Man fan film you were making? Man. That was my question, actually. <laughs> so, with that, I'm going to be honest. I didn't completely trash it. But, like I said, I, I, I got to, I'm trying, I was, it takes a lot of money to put that together. Yeah. And I wanted to raise money to do it. But for the reason I was doing it, I couldn't raise money for it because it would have, at the end of it, it would have turned out bad. Like, oh, that's why you raised money. So I can't talk about it here, but uh, it's not a bad thing for why I raise money, but people can easily, it wouldn't have been a bad thing, but Mm -hmm. people can flip it and make it look like it was a, make it look like I was using other people's money for my own personal gain. And I don't want you to do that. So that means for me to do because I'm the type of visionary. So I look thing, I look at issues in the in the forefront, and I'm like, okay, I don't want that to happen. So this is what I need to do. So when I when I came up with that conclusion, I was like, all right, if I'm gonna do this, I gotta fund this shit myself. And life didn't work like that. <laughs> it never works like that. <laughs> it's not cheap. I mean, people was willing to do it for me. Uh-huh. Like to act in it for free, they wasn't gonna charge me for that. But mm-hmm. the resources I need to get it done, like I need to shoot some in a high school, all that, that costs money, and that's just money I didn't have. Gotcha. And I couldn't do crowdfunding, like I said, for the reasoning, it, just, mm-hmm. it wouldn't have, um, 
it, it, it would have somebody was gonna spin it. I can, yeah, I, I can almost, right. yeah, and it would have, and and even though I know it wouldn't, have, it would have been wrong. It would be hard for me to prove that they that they wrong, and it would have put a bad name on me. So I was like, nah, if I wanted to, I might have to just do it myself. So people can't yeah. try to spin it on me. So okay, so it's on yeah, it's on the shelf, definitely. Okay. And when once my budget and everything started growing, and I got and I delegate stuff to more, and that's too. It, it took a lot of time because uh, I work six days a week now in my job, so I don't no longer work. Got like two off days, so yeah. I'm always working. So I don't have a lot of time to like delegate. You know, not delegate, but to to give to that. Like oh. I did at first. So um, so I had to prioritize the things that was a little bit more important. So I can, uh, cause I don't know if people know, but we got a pay, we had a pay cut. So, oh, so shit. I had to work, I had to delegate on things that was making me more money at the time. Cause this is going to be a passion oh. project. So yeah. uh, I had to focus on things that was, uh, that was a little bit more of a priority. And I kind of, so I did put down the show. It's not completely going. What I do is I can thinking of re- ways to redo it, not redo it, but make it to where it's more budget friendly to oh. where I don't have to worry about, um, relying on a big budget doing something that's a little bit more out the box and not trying to follow tradition but i do want to say this if anybody is looking for an amazing spider-man fan film it's this guy what's his name gavin Mm -hmm. gavin what's his last name i forgot his last name if you type in gavin spider-man fan film you'll see it's it's a spider-man lotus fan film when I tell you that shit was good. Was it? It was good. He released it like a few weeks ago. Uh-huh. It been it was anticipating for for years. He was trying to get this thing dropped. And the, and the thing he had to sacrifice to get this thing done was crazy. But he been working on this film for years. And he bit he did the crowdfunding and he raised over a hundred thousand dollars to shoot the film. Whoa. And what he did with that hundred thousand dollars, because people might think that's a lot of money, but for a film, a hundred thousand dollars ain't nothing. That's the equivalent of trying to shoot a music video with like two hundred bucks. Yeah, and yeah. you can do it, but you can't do much with that. Yeah. But and that's the same with a hundred thousand dollars to an actual feature film. He he did feature film length, so it's like a it's almost two hours long. But he dropped it a few weeks ago. And anybody that's a Spider Man fan and, and want to see more Spider Man content, you want to see it from a fan's point of view, made by a fan for fans. Mm-hmm. Um, I would definitely go check that. It, it, the 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 anticipation for that film got so big that the actual director for the MCU Spider-Man shouted him out. Like, that's how big that film got. Like, he got a lot of recognition. He also got a lot of backlash later on, and it almost destroyed his career because somebody tried to cancel him. Uh, They made him out to look like a racist. Do I think he's a racist? No. Then he made some comments that was a little... Uh, disingenuous, yeah. And he yeah. probably should have did that. But I mean, it was old, and he was younger at the time, and he he apologized and stuff like that. So I'm not I'm not sensitive like that. So I read really them tripping. As long as I know you don't got no real ill will intent, and that you know people make mistakes, I get that. So I'm not one of those type of people to cancel people over old yeah. stuff if you're really a good person in heart. Okay. So 
uh, but it almost canceled him. It almost people Damn. started like started bashing the uh started like bashing him. People were talking about they don't want the film no more. It really, mm-hmm. it really almost took him out. But wow. but he actually Crazy. ended up yeah, he stuck to it and dropped the film and it got over I think it over a million views now. So if y'all type in Spider Man Lotus by Gavin, uh it'll pop it up. It should be the first thing pop up. It's like two hours long. It's great. It's it's really great. And it's made by a fan with fans for fans. Shit, so. I'm gonna watch it over the weekend, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's good, bro. It's yeah. it's 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 a good it's it's more it feel more drama like and so it's not so much comedy like Spider Man normally is, he's a little bit more funny. It's uh-huh. it's more drama. So just go in there expect it to like either cry or be like really like emotionally invested. It's a lot of drama into okay. it. But the action is good for 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 a fan film. You would yeah. the swing in the CGI is better than damn near better than the MCU. Like it's it's great. Damn. And, and he did his thing with that. Like he yeah. really did. Like y'all gotta check that out for real. I yeah. will if I ever make a film, it need to look like that. Cause that that's the either worse. He, he set the bar then. <laughs> he set the bar. He set yeah. the bar for real. <laughs> that's badass. No, I'm definitely gonna have to check it out. Oh Jarvis. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spidey Webber, we're at the end of the interview. Um, it's your time to shine. I appreciate you coming on, but why don't you let the people know where they can find you? Uh, shout out all your links, your social medias. It's all gotcha. You so, I got it's a bunch of them. So, my main one is you can follow me on Instagram at Spidey Webber. Uh, it, it's Spidey, like it's I mean, it's backwards, but it's spelled like this you know, uh, uh, S P I D I E and then Web. And her, all in one word. And you type that in on Instagram, I'll pop up. Or you can type my name in Jarvis Parson, and i also pop up either way. Uh, that's where I'm most active at. So if you want to reach me or anything, I'm mostly active right there. Then you also got um my business page, Spyweber Productions. Then you also got Spyweber Comics. So those are all three pages. Then on the other side, I have uh uh the Opinionated Podcast. So, I mean, if y'all want to check out my YouTube uh, content, is uh, you can follow me on YouTube at Spidey Off the Web. But that's when when I say I'm off the web, I'm off. It's, it's a play on word. I'm off the web, so it's a little bit, it's a little bit more raw. So some people might like the content, some people may not. So it's a side of me that ain't so public. So that's why I don't promote it like that because I don't want it to interfere with my business, right? So I don't promote it too much. So I just let YouTube do its own thing. But uh, the Opinionated Podcast, for sure, y'all go follow me over there. And that's uh, uh, Opinionated.Podcast on Instagram and then the Opinionated Podcast on uh, YouTube. And it's like the gold trophy looking logo. So you'll follow me there. And I think that's I think that's it. I don't think I'm nowhere else. So yeah. <laughs> you think you got it covered? Yeah. What about your website? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Definitely uh got my website where I'm actually I sell my comics on there too. But uh yeah, y'all can check out my website if y'all wanna see my uh my my catalog on what I've done. Actually, uh, all my videos are not on there, but some of my favorite videos, my favorite music videos are on there. So if you check that out, that's some of my best work. And then uh, I got my comics on there. If y'all want to buy some Spideyweber merch, you ain't, you ain't going to get this one. This is a Jarvis Parsons exclusive. But you can get the hoodies and stuff also on my website. I sell okay. 
uh, my hoodies and t-shirts on that website as well. So if you ever want to, uh, if anybody ever want to like purchase a Spider-Webber hoodie or anything like that, liking, I can go in there and do that as well. And also, like I said, I sell my, I just started selling my first comic book on there. So you go to my website and go in, uh, go to the nothing sweet comic is available for purchase. If you want to do oh, that yeah. as well. So yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to go cop me one too. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah, man. I appreciate the love and support. And say so it's gonna be a whole uh 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 catalog of these things. I I hopefully one day I can fill up my wall with all of them. You know that'd be dope. No, I am definitely gonna cop me a few of them as you start selling them, especially yeah, since we're sure. looking into getting the studio space. So that'd be pretty cool to have on the back. Oh man, that'd be so cool. No, definitely. Yeah. Hopefully I can shoot one, get one with like a big time artist like J. Cole or something. Yeah, that'd I, that'd be Man, I'd be a millionaire. He'll set them things. Them things are set. Man, imagine if like a a, a six hundred thousand people buy them at twenty dollars. Now, obviously, I I spit it with coal, but you know, I get some bread off that. But but hold on, man. You got that one with peso, uh, peso, peso. Oh yeah. I don't know if you've seen how big peso, peso has blown up. He is. He is. Especially in the Latin community, he's like top three Latin hip hop artists right now. Dang, I didn't know he was that big. Though. Yeah, like like right now, especially here in in like Texas, mm-hmm. you know, we got that Mexican LT, we got Peso Peso yeah. and Bo Bundy. Like those are the top three coming out of Houston, out of Texas. So, I mean, yeah, you, you got one there, bro. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Let that yeah. one marinate a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not for real. So hopefully that 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 can help branch that out and and can oh, sales. Yeah. I can uh that that, that definitely. Help bring some in. I'm trying to grow this thing. I want to be able to delegate this to somebody that's more talented than me, mm-hmm. and really take this comic book thing to the next level. And I can, I can quit my job. That's what oh, I'm trying yeah, to do. Man. That's what's up. All right, guys. Well, thank you again, Jarvis, for coming on the show. Uh, thank you for out. having me, bro. I really appreciate it. Yeah, man, for sure. Anytime, anytime you want to come back on, just hit us up. You, you know how we are. We treat all our guests like family, so. You know, you're, you're part of our family. So anytime you got content, you need help sharing, just tag us on it, send it to us. We'll share it on our our social medias, our pages. Um, oh, all right. Just like the opinionated podcast. I got an episode y'all want to push. Let us know. We'll, we'll put it on our stuff too. That way. Oh, you know, I appreciate that. Yeah, I will definitely do the same as well. So I appreciate that. It, we got to about... get you on our show too. We definitely going to have you as a guest on our sure, show I'm for down. sure. I'm down. You yeah, let me definitely. know what we're talking about. I'll, I'll think of some shit to say. <laughs> gotcha. No, definitely. Uh, at this point, we, don't, we might have to bring you on on an alien topic. That might be, right, they I'm, might have I'm us down, rolling. Dude. I'm down. I, I, that, that's one of those things that it, it's a weird fascination for me. It's like, okay. well, aliens religion, they fascinate me in such a weird way where I'll do deep dives just to learn something, just to yeah. find out that it's all bullshit, but it, it was just fun for me to see. Like, yeah, but I feel you. I feel yeah. you. Oh, but yeah, thank you again, dude. This was a lot of fun. Uh, again, it, it's great to hang out with you, even even if it's virtually. That's fucking cool mm-hmm. that we get to hang out still, and I get to see how you've grown your career and get to talk to you a little bit to see where you're at. So I really appreciate you coming on. Um, I appreciate all the listeners. If y'all like what y'all heard, give us a thumbs up, a five star review. Hit, give us a follow, a subscribe on YouTube. Um, go follow Jarvis, go follow all his pages, cop yourself a comic book, follow the opinionated podcast. This has been the Weekly D Podcast. My name's Danny G. That's Spidey Weber. And remember, if you can't get it daily, get it weekly. Peace. Yeah.
Peace.